Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Right now, to kick off the conversation, I'm joined by journalist Jan Hogan for News. Anna Natter. Jan, how are you today? I'm great, Tom. How's it going? Very good. Lovely good. to see you. And you. Um, one of the things we're talking about first up is uh, women feeling safe in public transport. Yeah. Um, I saw there was a report three years ago, travelling in women's shoes, um, which starkly depicted the concerns. And I get the impression nothing has really changed since then. Nothing really, it seems. Geraldine Herbert had a piece about this in the Sunday Independent yesterday. And she was speaking, I suppose, about the fact that we don't really have women at the top making decisions and perhaps that's reflected in the fact that such a huge number of women are still afraid to use are still very nervous about using public transport and we're trying to get, you know, we want to be a more green society, we want more people using public transport, we want less cars on the road and yet public transport is a place where a lot of people, a lot of women don't feel safe. And I went out, I was actually speaking to women about this yesterday evening, to to women, I suppose, about their own experiences, but also about their daughters' experiences. Now, obviously, boys and men have had have uh, very negative experiences on public transport, too. But this was specifically uh, about the women, uh, because the, the article was... And the number of women who said that they would rather not drink going out so that they can drive home, that they collect their daughters from everywhere, that they don't allow their daughters to use public transport. They weren't even sure if it was preferable to get the bus or be alone in the taxi. People were just nervous mm. and everybody had a horror story to tell. Everybody did. It's like, as well, when we look back and we talk about every now and then when, exper- when experiences come out and even when the Me Too movement was being spoken about and every woman put up their hand and had an, ex- an example that they could give of uh, harassment or assault or, or something like that nearly every woman seemed to be able to come forward and say if they hadn't directly been impacted or affected by it they had indirectly experienced right. it and, and and for that reason they don't seem to feel that they're any more likely to use public transport going forward so if we want if we want to have a yeah. really effective public transport that serves the needs of all its citizens then it needs to be woman friendly too. You feel safe. You have to um, feel safe. I think exactly. something like 34% of women said uh, they've stopped it would stop them travelling completely. Yeah. That's incredible That's, isn't it? It's really sad to think that it's that it's that Restrictive, you know, yeah. that women feel so unsafe. And as I said, it's about it's when they're waiting as well for public transport that they feel unsafe too. So it is something that we need to look at urgently. But we've been banging this same drum for a long time. We've been hearing the same thing for a long time. We hear of bus routes being suspended because yeah. of antisocial behaviour. I noticed recently they suspended bus routes in an area that I'm from. Those bus buses were being suspended, suspended for antisocial behaviour when I was growing up as yeah, well. Exactly. And, you, and you've got nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. A part of that report, wasn't it, though, that they were talking about transport police? And didn't they make the decision not to, to go down that road? And and it doesn't. I mean, it makes no sense it, not to not to look at bringing in transport police. <coughs> excuse me. If 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 half the half the country citizens feel unsafe using public transport, but we are we are going to have to do something. I love public transport. I have to say, I love using it. Yeah. Um, and I use it as, as much as I humanly can. Yeah. I came here today and I'll go home. But I do, and I'm a man. I do feel my bristles, you know, going up at, at certain times. I do feel. I look around thinking, where's this number you're supposed to text if you feel threatened? Yeah. You know, it's not in every carriage. And then you're supposed to put the carriage number into it. So, oh, what carriage number am I in? Would you be that rational if you feel threatened? See, and that's that's it. And if you ever, if you've watched on Twitter, I've seen over recent yeah. months, and it's been actually, I saw a man, a colleague of mine, tweet about a terrible experience that he had on the Lewis and didn't, resp- uh, you know, people were on the carriage with him aware this was going on didn't respond because people are afraid that yes. they'll be dragged into it too and he was he was 
getting hassled from other people on, on the same um, journey as him or within the same carriage and nothing was done and that's just it. At the time, do you feel the confidence, have you got the wherewithal to respond to to the the contact number, the emergency contact number? I even had somebody mention to me about, you know, the, the catering trolley on Irish Rail yeah. and it hasn't come back yet. And somebody even mentioned it, even the security, the comfort of knowing yeah. somebody else is going up and down. Because that's all it takes, it seems to me. Just that. A, a visibility. A visibility, exactly. coming through just... It gets into people's heads to wind it down a bit, and you're not, yeah. you don't, it doesn't feel lawless. It feels like there's nothing, which so, just us now, yeah. you know, yeah. which is a terrible And you'd be slow to tell your, your, your daughters in particular. Absolutely. You? And you know, I have sons, and I am yeah. as nervous nearly a, a, for different reasons. I mean, my own daughter has had lots of negative experience on public transport, and she takes it somewhat in her stride because it's nearly her norm. You know, there's a great, great thing about being young and somewhat fearless, but she, yeah. you know, it is her norm, like it was our norm, like it's become the norm to deal with that. But you do have, fears for your sons too. They're different fears I suppose. It's not that you don't worry about how mm. men and young men and young no. teens are dealing with public transport. They're just different worries that you have yeah. for them. And I'm always conscious. I mean I have it drilled into my kids when they're getting on public transport to be aware of their surroundings. To be Even saying things like don't talk too loud. Don't draw any attention yeah, don't to draw yourself. don't draw attention to yourself. God, it's, it's, funny, it, yeah. it's the, com- the, the conversations you shouldn't have to have no, but you have to have. You have to. Um, it just seems to be mad to be talking about you know renewable energy and getting rid of the car and driving people towards public transport mm-hmm. but not making huge strides to say look trust Actually, me it's safer now. Yeah it's safe. exactly I mean it's yeah. um, very related to that there's this story about um, cyberbullying hmm. uh, against us for, for a young person um, this happened in a school Cuiva uh, not her real name it was kind of just just out of the out of the blue harassed. Out of the blue, yeah. Bo Dinelli in, in the Sunday Times was writing about this and Quiva isn't the girl's real name. She was 14 and she just detailed how she was going home on the bus one day and all of a sudden she started to get abusive texts. So they, they kind of increased in intensity and in abuse and she didn't report it first of all to her parents. She didn't know what to do. Then she, she ignored it as is the advice and then she did take it to her parents and went to the school and went to the guards. Other students within the school were pulled out and challenged in relation to it and as you could nearly write the script here anticipate what's going to happen it exacerbated the whole situation all of a sudden she was getting huge huge levels of abuse even when she was asleep a hundred threatening texts coming in overnight and it's just a tale of what so many people I suppose so many young teenagers are experiencing and adults too but but I suppose this is largely a problem folks that, that we're, we associate with children that are exper- that children are experiencing and teenagers are experiencing and that whole difference between when we were growing up where if you were having a hard time in school or having a hard time anywhere you went home you closed the door you could shut it mm. off. With cyberbullying, they can get you all, all the, the time. time. All the time. And the other problem is, this is not, we look back on how we maybe manage things ourselves as, as that when we were children or when we were teenagers in that age, but we didn't grow up in this time. These are digital natives and the immediate instinct is to say, sure, turn off your phone, don't yeah. be online. But that, that's crazy to say that to a Absolutely. teenager. It, 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 yeah, and it's very hard. I, I certainly find it very yeah. hard to get your head around that. Yeah. Where, you know, you might see a child on their phone and you're thinking, they're not really on their phone. They're actually doing something else, but they're engaged with their social group yeah. at the same time. So they're kind of talking to this group of their friends yeah. about the other thing. that didn't. So you realise this is just a constant companion for them. 
Absolutely. And I suppose that's something for that we find so hard to get our Very heads around. Hard. It's what really, are you doing on your phone? Yeah. Just, and you're like, it's not just, it's not that simple. No, this is how, this is how teenagers engage yeah. and interact with each other. And even, I mean, we talk about when, when some of the statistics that came out that 95% of 8 to 12 year olds own a smart device. And that horrifies people when they hear this with an 8 to 12 oh. year old. But if you think about it, you're talking about, you could be talking about a Nintendo Switch and they can play yeah, games yeah, yeah. online yeah. or a tablet. Yeah. It's not necessarily a phone. And we've heard so many arguments for not giving uh, children phones from a too young an age. The problem is when they get to say 12, 13, 14, this is how they interact. They're becoming mm. more independent. You cut them off from yeah, their peers if they do, don't have access. So there's a consequence. But the thing that really struck me this story was mm. the pylon. When, when she kind of, you know, challenged them and said yeah. it in the school when they pile on the level of hate oh, the number of them saying kill yourself it's just it's terrifying isn't it yes. it's really terrifying and the intensity of, of being told to kill yourself I mean and for a 14 year old to take that on that level of as you yeah. said level of hate coming at them and I suppose it, it's really you're trying to have these conversations with your children and your teenagers about understanding what their words mean and, and being kind and we hear all this but you, you wonder is it there maybe just is it just going over their heads you know this idea that when you're behind a screen it's easier to mm. say things than you might say in real life. But again, the absolute pile-up. We see it happen with grown-ups yeah, on we Twitter. Do, we, we do, we see and, it and there. sometimes you see those people challenged where they're finally caught yeah. and revealed as this normal, mild-mannered person just, wouldn't say boo to a yeah. mouse, goes on social media and uh-huh. is weird. So kids are, are as bad. But we, we, we said with the... With the um, public transport you can have public transport police what do you do here though? I suppose the, th- the thing here is that as, as parents because we're not really familiar with it we didn't grow up with it it's easy to kind of wash your hands and go I don't really understand it I don't understand all the different apps yeah. that they're moving on and as we get familiar with one app that's so yesterday to them and they're they're moving on at a much faster faster pace I suppose we do have a responsibility to try and become more familiar with what our kids are doing and it's a really fine line trying to balance between invading their privacy uh-huh. and keeping them safe and if you are going to hand your ch- you would not hand your child a gun, you would not hand your child access to other, mater- to other material or other ways to access material and say off you go now and work that out. And when you hand them that kind of access to this online world and this potential for people to abuse them, harass them, contact them, groom them, all the different terrible things that can happen online as well as the positive place it can be. I'm not, I don't no, mean to sell it completely yeah, off, no, but it can, it can be, be great. It can yeah, be a, totally. a, a wonderful place too. But you, you can't just hand them this uh, this device which allows them all that and then wash your hands of responsibility. So I think it, it's a really, really difficult one to match. We haven't got on top of traditional line, bullying. You're, we, you're kind of intruding into something which is very much in their personal space where you're basically saying, let me see some I of need those to see, and, messages and, and, coming through. Let me see your history. And you know? it's, a, it's a difficult one, but I suppose safety has to come first and yeah. you're looking at what age your teen is, perhaps whose phone you're going through. And I mean, I know if I was to give an anecdotal tale in our house, I mean, I, for the younger teens they have a phone the condition is I'm going to do spot checks and that's the okay. way it goes now they're not overjoyed about that and sometimes you look through the phone you see something you roll your eyes you know so yeah. far back they come round again but you pick your battles you know there is daft oh. things they do versus harmful things yeah. they do and some of it is just teen, you know, it's teen engagement it's trying to read that and be yeah. on top of it in France however in France slightly different to this slightly different but in terms of the sort of things that they can access I know it's not quite the same as cyberbullying but this idea of poor you know we talk about the things yeah. that children can access when they're online and over in France now the, to access porn you have to provide a digital certificate which proves your age and maybe that's something that we oh, need I to be looking at. That's a great idea. I really so, do. Yeah, I think the idea that you can just go on uh, under any profile and suddenly access this stuff just... Oh. 
just it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. hard enough trying to yeah. parent as is without Absolutely. Yeah, all the things Now, in, the um, in kind of what I would call very good news, um, the cleaning expert, <laughs> uh, Marie Kondo, who terrorised a generation with getting you to fold your socks. and um, In a certain way. Yeah, and ask, were your, were, was your underwear still happy? And questions like that, you know. Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you joy? <laughs> that was it, yeah. Um, that, that book was so huge mm-hmm. but she's had her third child and yeah. she's admitted that she's not quite on top of the laundry situation the way she used to be she now has more children than hands and it's come and <laughs> she's had to experience what it's like and she's now not on top of things at all and she just doesn't have Great time news, for that it? oh my god I feel validated me too I feel relief <laughs> absolutely relieved to know I'm not just a ter- well I am a terrible housekeeper <laughs> that part doesn't excuse me completely from that but I mean she had incredible standards and this whole idea of decluttering if it doesn't bring you yeah. joy I went along with a lot of it. Did you buy into any of it? I cut this artwork coming at me constantly every time. Every time you try to get rid of some stuff, and then I'm, I'm, I have this, you know, the curse of over sentimentality. I'm going, well, look, they did this at such and stage, and they did whatever, and look at this top that's ripped. But I remember a happy memory from it, so now I have to keep that as well. I mean, I'd happily throw out my husband's football programs and memorabilia and all that for keeping the kids' stuff. How cruel of you! (laughs) Very cruel, but I keep all the kids' stuff. I got it. I got the folded socks thing. Right. For about two weeks. Okay. And if you open my sock drawer, they were in little squares. They were folded. And the sense of inner calm this used to give me when I looked in there. Now, the rest of the house was just. But your sock drawer. Yeah, but the sock drawer didn't last long. And now I feel like it's great. I never have to go back You'll there again. You never have to have even matching socks again now. No. If it doesn't bring you joy. But it's, it's, I just, now I kind of feel like a lot of these things, I like them. The things that you want me to throw out, they're little bits of me. It's, it's somebody else's job to throw them out. Yeah, when you're yeah, gone. When I'm gone. <laughs> when you're gone, you Will not so be true. my problem. Go, why did he <laughs> yes. keep all this stuff? For you to throw out. That was <laughs> <Exactly>. the plan. <laughs> you can remember me while you're clearing yeah. out after I'm me. Gym wash, you know. <laughs> Throw exactly. out my stuff. <laughs> this is it now. Now sort that and li- live with the guilt. <laughs> right, so that was good news. In bad news, it seems to me, um, Irish experts warning that the level of what we thought was an acceptable level of alcohol, mm. there were 17 units, I think it was for men. Yeah. I think it was 11 for, for, for women. women. Nothing like that. Nothing. Apparently nothing now. Apparently nothing. nothing, which is the really bad news. And in Canada, what's their recommended? Two drinks. Two drinks per week. Such as two Small glasses drink, of wine. Yeah, per week. And okay. yeah, it, it's quite scary really, I suppose, because for scary for Irish people to, to actually come to terms with what we, even two is too much for us, but they're kind of accepting that. Yes, apparently that, well, I suppose that the terrible statistics are that if we lose four people a day, four people die a day from alcohol related illnesses. So now we, with, the, with the guidelines coming out, they've disco- discovered that no, there is no safe recommended level at all. But Frank Murray, who's a Dublin heptop, hepatologist to get that right. right. He has said that we couldn't possibly follow the Canadian guidelines because it's too, drink is so much of, it's such a huge part of Irish culture that we couldn't cope. We wouldn't be able to, there's no chance to get an Irish people to just accept these. So he wants us to have somewhere between the UK limits, which a lot of us thought were our limits, the 21 and 14. Yeah. They're not. We, right. we go where we, we end up getting uh, the crossover, somewhere between there and somewhere between the Canadian limits. We are the ninth highest drinkers in the OECD 
the country. So I don't know. I mean, nine. There's a I lot of stuff to take on board yeah, here, yeah. There really is. I mean, I did, basically, no drink. No drink. There's no level that that's, you know, good. That's no, End uh, of story. Uh, and it's kind of depressing but that, we have this whole thing don't we that <laughs> it's completely unacceptable to not drink like the only reasons that people will tolerate for you not drinking is if you have an addiction if you're yeah. an alcoholic that's okay if you're pregnant yeah perhaps it depends whether the person speaking to you drank when they were pregnant and whether yeah. they'll say you're well I did in my day and it was fine you're on antibiotics and even then they'll debate how long is it since you yeah. took your last one and you have to yeah. take and an if you're ready, you sure yours is the type that you don't need to yeah you sure <laughs> you sure that you know they just say that anyway yeah. and you get all that kind of thing and it's just linked with the crack if that would be a societal change for us it to, would to, be to us if you were to be come back shift. to this country in a year's time and we were all you know adhering to those limits yeah. it'd be a different country it'd be unrecognisable it would it would actually I, have, <laughs> I just had a vision there in my head as you said it would there's an experiment a social experiment I don't even don't think it just wouldn't it's happen harsh. it just wouldn't happen it's like harsh. we give out if you saw did you see the Epic Museum when they had their this isn't really us the, the fighting Irish drinking and eating yeah. their potatoes and a load of people joked back and went, well uh, come on now some of it is us but it is like it's it's something that we're trying to shake off and yeah. Yeah, we don't like the idea I don't of know nothing. If I'm ready for that at all? Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> leave, leave that one with me, will you? <laughs> You'll have to think I about that. I thought it was being good, but you know, sure. There are the, not every night. The Monday to Thursday rule, I think, is, is you know common sense yeah. and, and healthy-ish and stuff. So we uh, have to have two or three days, don't we? With no yeah, dr- yeah, with that's what it is. Monday so to Thursday do that. lends Monday. itself to it. I don't think we're supposed to have our. our well, our zero quota now, or our Cana- if we were to go Canadian style, and our two in the one night is probably is, not even in yeah, the one night. Not even in the oh one God, night. That's a lot in this there. A lot in there. Five two hundred six. <laughs> your text on that, please. Um, and there's also been articles about uh, couples because tomorrow is Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was a great article. Um, Connor Kaplis had had this in the Irish Times over the weekend, and he was talking to couples who'd all got married in St Stephen's Green Church. Oh, right. And he was speaking to them about what had brought them together, and he spoke to one couple who were in. The they're 80s now um, and they were say, they were talking about when they got married and the woman was saying that the only time she was allowed actually on the altar was when you were being married back at that time you weren't allowed to and they spoke to another couple who had um, where the woman had been the man's nurse and it was all really it was all really lovely feel good things they were asked about what sort of things kept them together and said one said that it was because they didn't think anybody else had put up with them you know that kind of thing others were talking about how they were best friends there was one couple Couple that really struck a chord with me, and they met. Um, one of the one one of the people was in UCD, and one was in Trinity, and they met, and they got together in the mid nineties, and they lived together, and their families didn't approve at all, and it took me right back because I remember moving in with my then boyfriend, now husband, and it's hard to believe this would have been the late nineties, and yeah. it did not go down well at all. It was not well received at all, and we think of like the 90s not being that long ago or, or and us being much more progressive and okay with their opinions but she was speaking about how the mothers would leave things on the doorstep because they weren't coming near there and that would have really? been my experience where younger siblings so weren't I, even allowed to visit reason, the house. I see 1990 as when the modern age All came to started. Ireland. After Italian 90 I reckon we were you just think? the most modern country yeah. on earth. It just came in overnight. Packy Bonner saved goal and the, the country I changed. I know, it's how we changed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's going to give out to you for moving in for your partner well, after that. Well, it turns out they would. And I was, I was when I read that and I thought, oh, it wasn't just me who was in trouble for doing that. But I think maybe she, perhaps she was an eldest child like me. We paved the way for everybody uh, else. The rest of the siblings could live youngest, in sin. I'm sorry. Ah, you see, I'm somebody the there yeah, cleared yeah. the way for you. So you're, it was you're grand. You're a pathfinder child, yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> that was it. We got to be the bad guys. We had equivalents in my family. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were they went through a far harder trip than the one I had. The yeah. doors were broken down by the time I got them. I tell you, the youngest child gets that. even my own, ah, our yeah. eldest child argues similar, you know, and she looks and she's constantly pointing out how her younger siblings get away with things, you know. Yeah. She's probably right. Just I think you give up at that stage. You go, it's grand. They got I, we got through. It's grand. I remember yeah. they were very religious in our house, and when I was fourteen, I said, yeah. "That's it. I'm not going to mass anymore." And this year, grand. And that was it. Another event, <laughs> right? Yes, they just look. It was. I knew my brother and sister had done the work for me. But with society, because my my own parents aren't religious, and my parents and law would probably be quite yeah. religious. So for religious reasons, they didn't approve on one side. Right. On the other side, it was more about what would the neighbours say or what would okay. the neighbours think. I'm thinking. God, it's yeah. There's no one bit of advice coming through the article though that they can pass on to people. That they can pass on. Uh, friendship. friendship. Friendship is the thing. Friendship seems to be core and central to everything. Friendship right. and yeah, a friendship being best friends trusting each other and they all still love each other and yeah. it seems great. And I did get lovely. some advice years ago from a friend. Said, don't, don't try and work out the rights and wrongs in arguments. Yeah. Just apologise. Oh. Yeah, I have to say that. It's That's for men only, right? Uh, yes, it yeah, is yeah, for yeah. men yeah. only. Yes, Good yeah. advice. <laughs> 100% for men only. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> uh, Jen, thank you very much My indeed. Pleasure. Jen Ho, journalist, columnist and author. Lovely talking to you today. 53106 for your texts and I see loads coming in. Can Marie Kondo categorize the third child as clutter? And then she could jettison that. <laughs> Good one, yes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.